welcome to the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. Uh, thank you for pushing play once again. Um, I just want to, um, you know, just again, thank you all for pushing play and uh, listening to the episodes, listening to what God has shared with me. And I pray that it has helped you in some kind of way, either it strengthened your relationship with Christ, introduced your relationship with Christ, (laughs) or helped you in some kind of uh, inspirational way, or even gave you confirmation. You know, I've said on here before how much I love God's confirmation. I just love it. I look forward to God confirming his word. I look forward to God speaking to me. So I pray that, you know, whatever I say, you know, just know that this is from the Lord. Just know that, you know, I do this for the Lord. That is my whole motive and my whole inspiration for this podcast. So again, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you all that come in, tune in. You know, I'm just always shocked when I look at the stats of who is tuning in um, the numbers that are tuning in for this podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So I just wanted to continue on and um, with this uh, subject, without further ado, today's topic um, that I will be, you know, giving my thoughts on because this is a thought of the day. <laughs> Episodes are coming back on Monday. Uh, today is the 29th is going to be back. Let's see what day is that? One, two, May 3rd is when I will be going back and doing my emotion Monday. So look forward to that. I'm so excited to pour again after this break, this well needed break that I need to take. So, anywho, the subject that I'm going to talk about today is entitled Next Time Around Waiting for Marriage. Next time around, waiting for marriage. Uh, So this is for, I guess you could say those that are previously have been married. I had previously been married before. Or those that, you know, are saying to yourself, the next relationship, next time around will be different. And that was pretty much the angle where I will be speaking from um, at this moment. The next time around, you know, the next time uh, God may send someone or, you know, you you meet or, you know, um, the next time you go out and date, you know, the COVID is still out here. I think that makes it a little challenging uh, to date or to really just um, do kind of what you want to do. Some people still do it anyways. (laughs) You know, we can't be reckless out here. You guys can't be reckless out here. You know, the the Rona, the Corona (laughs) is still out there. We have to, you know, be careful that we protect ourselves and others. You know, be considerate, be compassionate. You know, if you're Christian and you're listening to this, you know, be the the Christian. You know, that God puts rights in the Bible. Be the Christian that he teaches. You know, we have to have compassion and empathy for others, okay? Okay. (laughs) So anyways, you know, this came to me because, you know, um, I am in a position where I desire to be married again. I'm not so much in a rush 
And, you know, I put things before God, you know, speaking of the next time around. I know the person that I was when I got married. And I believe I've conquered and achieved so much growth through, you know, through Christ, through growing with Christ and his word and I believe the next time around will be different. And I'm declaring next time around because God has told me, you're oh, you're going to get married again. So, you know, it's just a matter of time and when it will happen. So I just want to get on here and just kind of put that question out to ponder. Will you be ready for those that have been married or um, previously married or those that have been in a relationship and it really hasn't, all your relationships hasn't been going too well? What are you putting before God or what are you preparing yourself to say the next time around it will be different? The next time around, this will be different. A lot of times, sometimes when we say it, we, we, some of us may con- unconsciously think the next time around, I will pick something different. But if you have not completed or did the transformation that God had set for you, you know, after the first relationship or first marriage and you're still the same and you're you declaring the next time around is going to be different and you aren't different that is out of order that is out of order you know there may be times where relationships didn't work out it may be the other person but no most of the time it's 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 together it's a collective issue you know we have to start to take responsibility whether it be little, whether it be big, you know, on why a relationship goes south, why a relationship goes sour. You know, we have to to recognize those because those are the areas where God can come into our lives and make a difference. God can come into our lives and, you know, change our heart posture on a lot of things, change our mentality, even heal. Hey, let's get into that even heal from past things that have affected our first relationships. A lot of things that happened in our first relationships that made, you know, like I said, the relationship went south is because of traumas and things that we went through through our childhoods. All of us have not had a, you know, uh, a peachy keen childhood. There was maybe something that went wrong, something happened. Or, you know, that that changed how you were, you know, that caused you to be not the most healthiest person to be in a relationship. And God wants to deal with those areas, you know. So before we we say, you know, the next time around, it will be different. We have to make sure that we are different. That and that doesn't mean change who how how God has made you how he has wired you how he has you know made your uh, personality how he has caused you to think that is not absolutely not what I'm saying I'm saying you have to be different in just how you view things your perspective your the way that your perspective may have been in a traumatized place after you have let God in and did the work Oh, your perspective will definitely change. A lot of us will probably gain more compassion 
we may gain more patience. We may, uh, you know, because that's all, you know, when you do get married, that is what you have to have. Compassion, patience. You have to, even though you may not be feeling the best, you have to know how to push each other. You have to know that, hey, it's not about me. You know, it's about trying to help my mate, my spouse be the best person that they could be. And it's not about me right now, which reminds me, you know, how Jesus, how he has his kingdom build up. We, you know, he didn't come to, for him to be served. Jesus didn't come to be served. He came so that he can serve. And that's the same thing. It's just that the kingdom of God is all about serving. You know, he serves us in a way, and I've said this, um, not here, but, you know, in conversations with family, God has, you know, he is, this kingdom is so just upside down compared to how we view kingdom. We view kingdom as, you know, you see the queen and you see them being catered to, you see them, you know, doing a lot of, uh, being, a lot of being cared, you know, catered to, taken care of. But in God's kingdom, that is not how that goes. That is not how that goes. God serves us in a way where we can't even comprehend or fathom. Even why, you know, we, we done did so many things, being in this flesh, being, you know, doing things, sinning, and, and God still serves us. That's amazing. He still serves us no matter what. And that's how marriages are designed. They are a reflection of God's kingdom. We, you know, people that are married are supposed to be examples, examples of God's kingdom on the earth. So we have to learn, you know, so when you think about it, next time around, next time around, you have to learn how to be a servant. Think about it. Have you in your previous relationship, have you always wanted to be served and not serve anybody else? Have you always been waiting for your mate to always do something for you and you don't do anything? You know, we have to know the next time around, I'm going to be a servant. Because maybe we weren't the, the, you know, we weren't the servant before. So that's one thing to uh, ponder on. You know, think about the next time around, you know, it's, it's, it should be from a learned place, a learned position. And I don't know, I was just thinking about that. I'm like, God, am I ready for the next time around? You know, are you prepare me for the next time around? And that was just my prayer. God, prepare me for the next time around. You know, I may, I may not be ready or I may be ready. I don't know. I, all I just know that in this moment, I am, you know, pretty much content with, you know, with myself, <laughs> with what God has going on for me right now and projects and things that he has me working on. I'm content in that. And that does not mean that I don't desire marriage. You can, that, and I believe that's what God waits for. I was just, uh, you know, just letting you guys in on a little transparency, you know, I was, uh, kind of redoing my room, my bedroom and, you know, making it really the way how I like it. And, you know, I have a little corner where I said I was going to do my inspirational messages, my inspirational videos that I'll put on YouTube and my 
Facebook group and you know as I'm doing it I'm just so excited and so happy how things were coming together then I had a moment and pause I'm like God you you are about to jack this up <laughs> you are about to jack this up I am in a place of contentment and then now you are going to send someone and I believe the next time around the person will come unexpected you could be waiting and still be caught off guard. You know, there is, you know, it will come unexpected. You could be going to the grocery store. You could be going, you know, just, I mean, going about your natural, regular day and not even thinking about anything, but, you know, maybe what you have to do for the day and boom, pop, bam, here he comes. <laughs> here he or she comes and you're like, Okay, and then it's gonna feel like maybe the most the most inopportune time because you're in a place in your life where you're content with yourself, where you're not worshiping that, you're not idolizing marriage, you're not idolizing a relationship. And I believe he waits for that. I sincerely, you know, know or, or believe that he waits for that because you have Put your attention towards God. You have lifted up God. You are glorifying God and what you're doing. And you're not thinking about what else completes you. Ooh, that's good. Your eyes should be focused the next time around on God. That when he sends someone, it's just like, I, you know, I wasn't worshiping that. I wasn't idolizing that and God you send it and I believe not only for mates he does that with things I you know discussed it with my friend before how you know sometimes I believe God gives those that go and do great works and you see them living a lavish life you know they have a car have a nice house and you know just have pretty much looks like everything that they that anyone that on this in this world would want and they will all just testify to God and I believe that that is a bait for the non-christian to you know you see a Christian you see them living a certain way and they're like okay well if this if 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 being you know worshiping this God will have me in a prosperous place let me see what this is all about and then once they're in they'll figure out that this is not what it's all about but i believe sometimes god uses that as bait you know um so i think i kind of got off a little subject but just tying in you know how god i believe gives you things of your heart he doesn't give you things of your heart because you idolize it he gives you things of your heart because he knows it's going to glorify him so the next time around Will your marriage glorify him? Will your will the courting stage glorify him? Will people look at you and say, Oh my God, this must be how God's love is. You know, are we ready for that the next time around? You know, and that's why God prepares us. We have to be ready candidates for it. Are you are you selfish? We need to take care of that. Next time around, you can't be selfish. You can't be selfish. You can't be thinking of, you can't think about yourself the next time around. All right? The next time around, you have to, you know, learn some learn some skills. Hey, now this may be a little petty on the petty side. But you know what? Now, wait. Okay, let me park here. 
because this is kind of a pet peeve of mine. You know the 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 women or that say they don't. I can't. I can't cook. And that's the statement. Like in period. I cannot cook. And you say you want a husband. You say you want this. And I might sound a little old school saying this. But you say you want a husband, but do you know that as a wife, you are a manager of the household? Even though you may not know how to cook or, you know, whatever, let's just say I'm giving a little leeway and grace here. But if you can afford it, then you can hire a cook. And don't lean on saying, well, maybe, maybe my husband knows how to cook. And, you know, I'll be all right. And I'm not leaning more towards the women, but I don't know. Like I said, I'm old school and maybe a little traditional in this sense. But to say outright, Blake, I don't know how to cook, and that's it in the end of discussion, and you not wanting to learn how to cook, to me, that's just like you, you're not willing to, to do what it takes to help take care of your family in that manner. To me, we got, listen, we got too much education out here. We have YouTube, we have Pinterest. That will go step by step with you on recipes that you may not know how to cook. Listen, I'm a beast with my macaroni and cheese and dressing on Thanksgiving because of Pinterest and YouTube. And yes, and once you get used to making it a certain way, you know, you might sign for a recipe, but then you, you start to learn your own groove and your own way of cooking. But it's about the try. So next time around. Don't stick with your, your old ways and say that I don't do that. I can't do that. And you're not willing to learn. Next time around, be prepared to learn new skills. Not when you're about to get married. Not when you are married. Learn them now so you can be prepared for the next time around. I had to get on my little soapbox about that. I don't know why it gets under my skin you know, to me, it's just with, with food and cooking. That's a way, a means of, you know, caring for your family. That's how I take cooking. You know, cooking and baking. I pretty much like baking before cooking, but I can do both. And God had to, you know, when I first got married and before I got, you know, we were dating and courting and I learned along the way how to cook. My thing that I had down packed was fried chicken and uh you know i didn't know how to make anything else fries you know i may have no you know just barely learned how to make tacos <laughs> so now i can make a whole thanksgiving dinner without any help and i have been doing it for some years for my family so you know and it's just i don't have any children don't have a husband but you know my mom and my sisters and you know my brother's just who comes over just to enjoy the meal. I can do that. And I'm proud to say that I am. And that's one less thing I got to worry about. So anyways, I didn't mean to go on a tangent about the food. But I just wanted to, um, as I'm ending this thought, just think about, I want to leave this takeaway with you. Just think about how different you will be the next time around while you're waiting for marriage. Waiting does not mean that nothing changes nothing is new nothing is different you're not productive you're not doing anything waiting in wait doesn't mean that you just sit there with your legs crossed and your, your your hands tied that's not what that means 
Waiting is a means of preparing. Can we say that? Waiting is a means of preparing. You, you While you're waiting, that means you're preparing. That means you're becoming a better you. That means you're becoming a better view of your, you know, a better, a better you. A better you in Christ. As a daughter and as a son of the king, you know, as being kingdom kids. <laughs> you know, you, you have to bring that into your your next time around. All right. So I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. You know, as I say, none of this is scripted. This is totally just off the cuff <laughs> what I talk about. So if I sound like I'm going a little off and to the left, it's, it's just, hey, that's just my thought. And I just wanted to share it with you guys. So I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for pushing play once again. If you feel like someone needs this, please feel free to share. Please feel free to comment. Uh, this podcast is available on a lot of channels now. You know, um, iHeartRadio. I'm not even going to name it all. If you type in the Psalms of My Emotion, you'll be able to find it. All right. So I thank you. And I pray that you have a good day. Bye-bye.